Welcome back, back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Patrick plays jams. Uh, they reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Wow. I, I do know the song. but I Oh, I, yeah. Learn to live with each other. I just what we need I will admit I don't, I don't understand why people like the song, though. Come on, man. It's I mean, it's two of the greatest artists in music history. I, I, well, I understand that so that, that automatically that, is going to make people care about it. See, that's like saying just because Al Pacino and Robert De Niro did a movie together, it was automatically great. No, and but that's it's going to make people care. Was that Heat? That's the assumption. No, Heat was great. They did another one after that with Fifty Cent that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is kind of that the equivalent. It was like, oh, they they, they did a, they, they they're teaming up. They're two all time great. It's going to be awesome. It's like not all the time. Not all the time. No, no, but I this. Guess, I mean, it's hey just, man, it's people just, are the same wherever we go. Yeah. There's good and bad. And then, and then there was. I'm the, all about the message. Was, everyone. There was the, the SNL message. bit that they did, which was great. Which was uh, Stevie Wonder as oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy, and then uh, Joe Piscopo was Frank Sinatra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was so, good. That's really that was good. good. No, no, I'm not. Obviously, I admire the talent. I'm just saying, I never really. I, and that's a really famous song. It's in lots of movies, and it comes yeah. up all the time. So it's still the test of time. I just never. Like the song, Harsh loves the song. He's in here singing. I did, the song. man. I did. I he love was, it. He was, yeah, he was. So I, I just never really got why people love it so much, but I'm glad they do. It reached the top of the Billboard chart, so obviously I am in the minority on that one. Yeah. Uh, my man Patrick doing a great job on the top of the charts Tuesday. Appreciate his efforts. You can reach out to us via Twitter, um, Hardball Harge at Hardball Harge, any Twitterverse. My man Patrick and it's Patrick Davis, and I'm at Rod Babers, any Twitterverse. Specs text line 512 337 What you got coming up for the people on Harge Knock Life? We got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry coming on at 4.30. He's going to talk to us about AEW. He's going to talk to us about the big lift that he has coming up this weekend. Plus, he wants to get into some of this Dallas Cowboy talk, so it might be perfect for you to ask him about what he thinks the Dallas Cowboys' weakness is. Uh, all right. Well, it wasn't my question. Well, I guess I'm asking the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pro football focus's topic. This is not Rod B's opinion. <laughs> okay, I don't want Cowboys fans mad at me. Come on, Rod B. Yeah, exactly. And don't be mad at me, but this is pro football. I'm just the messenger. Yeah, you go. Pro football focus had their – they basically have a uh, early – power rankings Mm -hmm. and listed within the power rankings they have kind of a rundown of every team within the rundown they have strengths and weaknesses of every team and Harge the biggest strength of the Cowboys no shock they said pass rush Mm -hmm. Michael Parsons Michael Parsons right we know they they talked about the pass rush and that makes perfect sense Uh, and you know Demarcus Lawrence still got him who's a really good pass rusher for you Um, but you may have potentially a defensive player of the year, and he's going to be more of in a pass-rushing role. As Dan Quinn says, he's a pass-rushing linebacker, mm-hmm. not a full-time defensive end, as one Michael Parsons said. But getting back to it, biggest weakness for the Cowboys in 2023, Harch. Oh, you know, I guess it's going to always <clears throat> go back to uh, <clears throat> quarterback play, oh, they shocking. say here. Yeah. That's what they say. Dak Prescott suffered through arguably his worst season as a pro Very true. in 2022. Led the league in interceptions mm-hmm. despite missing five games with injury. Yep. Um, so 
I would I would agree with that. I think what Dak Prescott did mm. last year was probably one of the most unprecedented parts so, of his career. Is he is he your in your opinion as a Cowboys fan? Is that the biggest weakness? And if it is not the biggest weakness, what is the biggest weakness for the Cowboys? I think we all agree on the biggest strength. Yeah, I would yeah. I would say the biggest weakness in 2022 was Dak Prescott. I'm not going to put him out there in 2023 and say that he is going to be the weakness. I think the biggest weakness for the Cowboys is going to be the running game. I don't know exactly who's going to be our running back. I think that would be where I would look at them. I think the secondary is going to be a lot better. We got players coming back from injury that are going to get a chance to play. I think the linebacker position got upgraded and they provided themselves some depth. You got some guys with some experience from last year that uh, got a chance to get their feet wet, so to speak. And so there's going to provide some depth. I think the pass rush, obviously, on the off, I mean, on the defensive line is going to be good. But I would say the biggest weakness and the biggest unknown would be the running game. Okay. No, no, I don't disagree with that because they yeah. don't have a bell cow running back. Like I said, they, I love Tony Pollard and I do. I love Deuce Vaughn. But remember the ex running backs coach. What was his name? Is it Skip Pete? What was his Skip name? Skip Pete. Was it Skip Pete? Yeah. Um, he's on the record for saying that Tony Pollard is not the type of uh, running back that you want to overwork. Exactly. He's on the record for saying he's going to lose some of his potency and some of his explosivity. You don't want to overwork him like that. So you don't want him to be a bell cow or workhorse running back. Um, and and with Deuce Vaughn, I love me some Deuce Vaughn, but Deuce Vaughn, even though he's a workhorse running back for the Kansas State, I don't know in the NFL if you want to build your running game around him. So like I said, those guys remind me of being, I think, like I said, Tony Pollard, when he's healthy, maybe he can transition to being your bell car running back. But remember, he's not even going to be healthy. Right. He's going to take a couple of you know weeks in the season, a couple of maybe in a month and so into the season to kind of get his bearings. And we we remember how the Michael Gallup thing worked out last year. Took him the whole damn season, yeah. all right, to get back to him himself. And I still don't think he got back to himself all season long. They just expect it to happen this season. So my point is, they don't have a main course as their running back. They got a lot of side dishes. They got yeah. some mashed potatoes, some mac and cheese. They got it's good though. They got some greens. It's all good. But hell, man, those are all sides. That's not a main course. They need a main course. Bell Kyle running back, and we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on in this segment, actually, because oh I, God, there I there might be one out there. Maybe the Cowboys already it, knew there's a couple. I have read that they're still saying that there is a chance Tony Pollard will be back for training camp, that he will be ready to, so that he should be ready by week one. Yeah, is what you're seeing. That's why the Cowboys don't seem to be as freaked out about it as everybody else does. However, that still is implying that he's coming back better than he was last season before the injury. Yeah, because he wasn't a every down back last year. No. And so if we say now we expect him to be better with a offseason of rehab and not being back and then trying to not rush him back. And for a guy like him, who's going to want to rush back Mm -hmm. because he wants to not give up his spot, because if you let anybody else start to take over and they do well, well, he just realized, well, there goes all of my money. Yeah, but he don't like, want I got to come my back 10, too early and I got and my hurt 10 himself. million. I agree, but he knows I got 10 million this year and zero future after this if I don't play well this year because then I fall into that $1 million, $2 range. Contract year. And yep. so it's a contract nice. year. It's amazing he knows how that. people play when it's contract, it's contract year, right? Year. So he's, I'm with you. He's probably going to try to rush it back, which I I don't necessarily like. And here's the, the quote from Skip Pete. I got it here because um, I was thinking about this the other day and doing research. Mm-hmm. He says, 
Um, when you make Tony Pollard a workhorse running back, he says the juice isn't the same, and he's not as quick, not as fast. When he had that long run on the third and one, talking about Pollard's 54-yard yep. run against the Bears, as soon as he got to the sideline, he said, Coach, I'm done. I'm, I'm done for the game. I'm done. I got no more. Some guys are race cars. Some guys are high-quality, expensive sedans. Those sedans can go forever and for a long distance and at a very high rate, where race cars go very fast and quick, and then they run out of gas. I've always just felt that at that position, you got to have two guys that are quality backs that can help each other, bounce off each other, and it helps if their running styles are a little bit different. I know they're thinking that's Ronald Jones to be that guy. I don't know if Ronald Jones is going to be that guy. So I'm with you, Harge. That could be considered the biggest weakness, but let's get back to Dak. No, no, I'm trying to avoid that. No, no, let's <laughs> let's also that. throw in Deuce Vaughn was not known for pass protection, Tony Pollard's not known for <clears throat> pass protection, and Ronald Jones is not known for pass protection. Ding, ding, so just ding, to ding, note ding, that ding. all of those guys are not known for pass protection. Which is and, why Zeke is still on the table, believe it or not. Jerry, Jerry Key's bringing him up. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right. And Emmett Smith won't let it go. You remember Emmett? Yeah, Emmett, Emmett was like hot about the it. Table yeah, he was they hot need about to bring it. Zeke back. That's because he went to the Arizona Cardinals and he hated <laughs> life after that. You're right, the running backs, they all exactly. stick together. Huh? Yeah, you cool. asked Emmett about that after a couple drinks. You're like, they need to bring me back. You mean, you mean Zeke? Yeah, Zeke, Zeke, that's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> By the way, Emmett Seriously. just had a birthday, 54 years old. old. Shout Emmett out Smith. to Emmett. Feeling uh, good because of QC Kinetics or something. That's right. Uh, well done, man. I like that. I like that. Okay, so how about this with that? They're projecting Dak's going to be the biggest weakness in 2023. Yeah. I, I did see this stat just doing some um, some research on Dak. Uh, and Dan Orlovsky was talking about this, too, on NFL Live. Dak, has the, he started 33 regular season games in the last three seasons. And in those 33 starts, he does have 29 interceptions. And most of those obviously came this past season when he led the NFL interceptions. But I will throw this out there, even though he had the worst interception rate in the NFL, uh, 3.8 in 2022. That is the outlier and the exception to the rule. Dak, most of his career, has been a really responsible uh, and kind of careful quarterback when it comes to decision-making and uh, turnover rate and interception rate. He's tied for eighth among quarterbacks. Um, if you go look at it, and two of those guys, by the way, are, aren't even full-time quarterbacks, but he's tied for eighth among QBs in his career interception rate at 2.0. Thank you. Um, and he's tied with Joe Burrow uh, and better than Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. He had a 1.7 interception rate coming into 2022, obviously. Leading the league in interceptions uh, will increase that interception rate. Um, but coming into 2022, last season, 1.7, that was third among full-time starters. Only Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers were better. So that is the outlier. I think what they're predicting is this thing continues to kind of spiral. And I, I think the Cowboys, unfortunately, they saw some of that too, which is why, number one, they got him reinforcements in the wide receiving mm-hmm. core. All right, because they lost his favorite target in Dalton Schultz, so they went out and got uh, Brandon Cook, so another target to relieve some of the pressure off of CeeDee Lamb because he's got so much gravity now as their wide receiver one. And also, they, even Mike McCarthy's words, they want to run the ball more. I, I, I think they, they need to anyway. They want to run the ball more, less pressure yeah. on Dak. Yeah. So they they believe that Dak could potentially be part of not saying the biggest weakness, but that he could be kind of what's holding them back because they put too much on Dak's shoulders. 
asking him to do too much. Well, then that that is very fair. And just like you and I have been talking about before, Dak is a better quarterback when he has play action. Yes, he when is. he runs play action, he is definitely one of the best quarterbacks. His percentages are very high. His touchdown and his completion percentages are high. And his interception rate goes very far down. So when you start sitting here looking at it, and then you also, everybody wants to talk, Dak is whack, Dak is whack. Well, you know, Josh Allen finds a way to throw just as many red zone interceptions and crucial interceptions, but nobody ever wants to talk about that when it comes to that point. So for me, when I look at Dak and Mike McCarthy being able to say, all right, we're going to run the ball, we're going to run play action, we're going to ensure up our offense, you're, you're looking at it as just another way for them to continue to compete. I think it's going to be important for them to get the ball. You talk about it all the time, quick game, quick game, quick game. If you can get the ball out of Dak's hands a lot quicker and put it in playmaker's hands, you will see a different result. When you have him taking five- to seven-step drops with with no play action – yeah, it gets a little sketchy sometimes. It gets sketchy. But I think also Dak needs to run the ball a little bit more and not be as hesitant because when he does that, linebackers have to come and jump him and make sure that they don't get the proper depth, and he still might be able to complete some passes. So it's going to be a huge step for him when it comes to Mike McCarthy and how he uses Dak in this year's offense. I think he wants to use less Dak. This is what he's saying. You go look at it. I mean, this, these are quotes from Mike McCarthy. He's um, And this is from Stephen Jones and Mike McCarthy, right? So uh, Mike McCarthy said, I've been where Kellen has been. Kellen wants to light the scoreboard up, Mm -hmm. but I want to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. I think when you're a coordinator, you know, but you're in charge of the offense, being a head coach and being a play caller, you're a little more in tune with everything. I don't desire the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with a number of wins and championships. And if we got to give up some production and take care of the ball better to get that, then that's what we'll do because we have a really good defense. And I asked Goose uh, Goslin when you brought him on, a Harsh Knock Life, that question. I said there are two ways to win the Super Bowl, elite pass rush and elite quarterback play. At least most of the uh, recent Super Bowls we've seen, that's the way it's done. There are exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. And I said I think the, the Cowboys are closer to being an elite, a team that wins the Super Bowl with an elite pass rush rather than a team that wins the Super Bowl because of elite quarterback play. And by the way, I'm a Dak fan. Right. And Goose Gosselin agreed. And by the way, I think the Cowboys now agree too. Yeah. That, you know what, guys? Let's Dak, run the dang ball. Uh, us trying to yeah win the Super Bowl by, you know, Forcing uh, Dak to lead us to the promised land is putting way too much pressure on Dak, and it actually may be hurting his development as a quarterback. Uh, we don't want that. Now let's lead on what may be our separator and what may be our most elite quality as a team, our pass rush and mm-hmm. our defense, because it's a top-five defense that could even be better this year potentially. And and let's run the ball and let's feature the defense. Yes, and I, I, at least based on the quotes, that's where the Cowboys are going. Stephen Jones on one five through the fan. We actually, you might say, held Kellen back on productivity just so we could stay out on stay out on the field longer at times. That's been again to help the defense out. It's why the running game can be so important because you get to stay out on the field longer. Yeah, just going off what they're saying. Now they could just be making it up as they go along, Harge. But I think based on that season they had, where Dak threw a lot of those interceptions, they're saying we're putting too much pressure on Dak. Let's run the ball more and stay on the field more, and basically turn Dak back into a high reward, low risk quarterback. Last year he was 
high risk, high reward. Yeah. And you want low risk, high reward. Exactly. And that's why I've been saying it. I was like, take take mm. your time with the football. I kept saying run the football, run the football. Play action passes help you so much more than anything else. And if you're going to be able to run the ball and keep the defense rested and then they come back out there and get you the ball back on short fields, I'm all for that. It takes away the risk, like you said. Now it's to the point now where you sit here and you look at this team and you go, all right, what's going to be the best benefactor for this team? Well, we just looked at it. They don't have much of a running game right now. So even though you're saying we want to run the ball, run the ball, you haven't given yourself a bell cow to hand the ball off to. So now you're putting it right back into the quarterback's hands who you said you wanted to take it out of his hands a little bit. I don't understand them not drafting. Well, they drafted Deuce Vaughn. But I thought they should have prioritized one like a little bit more. Or win a free agency and got yep. yourself a cheap one like Deontay Foreman or something like that. But I do think the dispute getting back to the Cowboys won to run the ball more. And that's about, you know, trying to stay on the field, ball control. Um, if you if you can run the ball, that means you can control the ball. That means you control the game. Cowboys want to do that more. I wouldn't look up these stats about Kellen Moore's offense. Cowboys were top 10, no huddle percentage each year. And you can look at their plays per game. They end up being top five in plays per game under Kellen Moore. Now, they also score a lot of points. In 2022, you can look at offensive scoring. Take away defensive touchdowns, special team touchdowns, non-offensive touchdowns. Take those away. Cowboys were third behind only Kansas City and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. In offensive scoring minus non-offensive touchdowns. And a lot of that for Kellen Moore, it was about pace. You look at situation neutral pace with Kellen Moore, Cowboys were uh, second, first, first, fourth under Kellen Moore. I think that bothered Mike McCarthy. And modern offenses, they do want to have up-tempo. Mike McCarthy, he's admitted, and even Stephen Jones mentioned, they want to slow it down and keep their defense off the field and keep their defense as fresh as possible. But the last two years, Cowboys are are the highest-scoring team in the NFL in the last two years. Kansas City is second. If you look at overall scoring, Bill's a third. So they might have a point. That points, it's not the issue. <laughs> right. Because they have scored points a are ton. Not the issue. They scored a ton of points. It's like, man, we can score points. That ain't winning us enough games, especially when it matters most. Yeah. And that's why I think you'll see the shift. And, I mean, we can look at stats. If you put up 50 against an Arizona team without Kyler Murray and then you put up 10 against the Eagles – that's you did not put up thirty points in two games, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you your stats go well. I had fifty and one and ten in the other. That's thirty points a game. You go no no. You beat a bad team by by a ton, and then you couldn't compete against a really good team. No, it can be misleading. There's no I, it is because the Cowboys feel like they need to make a change. That's why they let they it was a mutual decision I think, <laughs> uh, but they decided to move on from Kelly Moore, and now it's all on Mike McCarthy. And and I think we all know the Hunter. reason. Yeah. Oh my God. But I think we all know the reason why it's on Mike McCarthy, because if he doesn't get it done, he's saying, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out my way. I don't need y'all to help me. I want to make sure I do it my way, because if I'm going to get fired, I want to call the place. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like Bill Parcells, you always say, if I'm going to cook the dinner, I want to buy the groceries. Mm -hmm. I want it all to be on me. And we'll see. I mean, you're right. It's going to be a ton of criticism if that Cowboys offense takes a dramatic drop off in productivity. Um, but I, I don't think they And then I will give will. you the respect of Kellen Moore by that time. 
Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Then I'll give Keller Moore his you, proper. Oh, that would be uh, that, that would be shocking. If you actually gave Keller Moore props. I don't think you did it one time when we were doing. The Not show even together. close. Not even close. <laughs> even on those days when they scored forty or something like points, never got it from Harsh. Okay, Never. real quick, because I know we're up against it. Uh, this story has been out there for a little while about the, uh, well, it's not about the Cowboys, but it could be about the Cowboys. So it, it's been reported that Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. uh, could be uh, potentially on the trade market. Would you, as a Cowboys fan, Harge, be interested in Dalvin Cook for the right price, of course? But for the right price, absolutely. And you sh- you, sh- you sit here and you look at that that running back room right now. We just talked about it. You looked at if Dalvin Cook were there. Then you look at uh, Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn. I think Malik Davis is in there as well, another name that we did not bring up. So you sit here and you say, who is going to be that ground and pound back? I don't even know if Dalvin Cook would be considered a ground and pound type of back either. No, but you can committee it. You can money ball yeah. it with them three. That's what you, you would have I mean? to do. And then you yeah. would trust it a little bit more, right? Because yeah. you got a guy that's oh, yeah. fully experienced at the position, has yeah. some some pop to him, and can take it to the house and not be that guy that is like, Coach, I'm done. Don't put me back in there. I ain't <laughs> well, got no legs. Yeah, just because he'd be worn out. Yeah. But with those three guys, with a healthier Pollard uh, and Patrick Roth report, they're expecting him back for training camp. That would make me feel a lot better about that running back room. Yeah. Uh, right now, the rumor is the Vikings are could designate Cook as a June 1st cut. So that's why teams are reluctant to try to trade for him because uh, that would save them $9 million in cap space if that is the case. But, um, I mean, for the Cowboys – and this could be – and I know it would cost them some money. I think it would count – currently he's set to make – his, his, his cap hit yep. um, due to his contract is set at $14 million for 2023. Okay. And then $15 million the year after that. Okay. And then $13 million the year after that. Okay. So, now you can get out of it because a lot of it's not guaranteed. So a lot of – like once you get through this year, you can cut him and it's only, I think, a $3 million cap hit. But it is – it's a lot harder to keep him. If you make a trade for him, it is a one-year deal most likely Yeah, because you're going to have to cut him, which he's probably just going to leave then anyway. Yeah. Which I think he wouldn't mind. He's basically in a contract year, too. You tell him that and say, hey, man, basically we're making a contract year for him. And then you would get the best out of Dalvin Cook, too, best out of Tony Pollard, too, and then you can kind of readdress running back after this season. But he's that's a, that's out there. But uh, then it changes the way you go about it. It's like, are, we, are you trying mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl, quote-unquote, or are you just trying to make it through the season and wait till next year? This is the NFL. You got a chance to go and win it. Go win it. Oh, I know. I was like, if they go after him, um, but teams, if he, if, I think we teams are waiting. We still got to see what's going to happen with Derrick Henry, too. Yeah, and teams are waiting after June 1st to see yeah. if they officially cut him. And if they cut him, then I, it's going to be Is there waiver wires? Is there waiver wires in the NFL? I've never even thought about that because in well, baseball, you have to wait. There is. Yeah, there's a waiver. There is, but no one's yeah. going no to pick up a. Yeah, $10, no, $10 million yeah. running back contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, yeah you're yeah. not worried about that as much. Uh, all right, Harge Life, what you got coming, coming up? Coming up, people? we got our, the world's strongest man, our guy Mark Henry, talking about all his events that he have going on this week here in Austin, Texas. And I can't wait to talk to him about the Dallas Cowboys as well. Ooh, that's right. He's a busy man. He is. Always makes time for us, and we appreciate it. So we got a legend, Mark Henry, coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. 
But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man, Rod Babers, at Rod Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that you've heard multiple times on these airwaves for many reasons. But as of right now, we want to talk about a big event, two big events, that he has coming up here in Austin, Texas. Texas. We got AEW going tomorrow night, and we also have the Big Lift, uh, Mark Henry's Big Lift going on Friday night, and you can get all that information at hornfm.com. But joining us right now is our man, Mark Henry. What's going on, big fella? Hey. Not much, man. I'm so glad that Patrick Davis took me off the band list. <laughs> Never was on it. Never was on it. <laughs> Patrick was like, look, man, he can't be calling in every week. Hey, he went. He acted. He went rogue on that one, man. That was not a group decision. Why you gonna throw me under the bus? I'm just saying. We did. I don't don't know if he did it or not, but it wasn't a group. I had nothing to do with it. Y'all trying to get me? I'm gonna see this man on Friday. I'm gonna get killed now. I'm just saying. I'm gonna see him too. That's why I'm gonna see y'all at the event on Friday. I hope, and uh, we'll we'll discuss that then. I'm gonna. I'm make sure that there's going to be somebody that'll hold my hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, before we get into everything, uh, your event on Friday, you also have an event that's going on tomorrow night at the Moody Center. This is probably one of the biggest events that you've been a part of at the Moody Center thus far as AEW will be in town. And I believe you're going to have your full roster there this week, right? Oh my God, man! This is a big deal for us. Um, I, I'm I'm so happy that we're finally gonna uh, be able to get into the Moody Center. Um, it's been a long time coming. We we wrestled uh, around Austin, as I've told y'all many times. Um, really enjoyed being at the HEB Center, but Austin. When you talk about Austin, it's, it's like Broadway. When you're at the Moody Center, it's like you're you're not off Broadway. Now you're on Broadway. It means that uh, you've arrived, and 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 we've arrived, man. It's going to be an uh, unbelievable show. So what what are what are you so excited about when you talk about this this match and all the names that will be there? One of my favorite wrestlers, besides you, of course, because I you know I don't want to be on the band list either. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite wrestlers is Sting, and for him to be around as long as he has been and still able to perform at that level. And obviously, you guys have been around each other and been friends for a long time. What does he bring yeah. to the table all the time? experience, validation. Uh, He's mentored Darby Allen and pushed Darby Allen to be a bigger star than he is. And Sting and Darby Allen will be there tomorrow. And and I'm excited to see those guys always at at a work capacity, but uh, just as a leadership and friendship, um, you know, means it's great to see Sting in the building. 
Hey, Mark, I know you're, you know, I know you do, you have a lot of responsibilities um, as a new executive over there. Can you give me, because I know you also were a talent scout at one time, and I know you still, that's still part of uh, some of your, your duties, or at least uh, some of your, your passion projects, I should say. Give me the name of somebody uh, coming up in AEW who you think is going to be a future star that people aren't talking enough about. Well, I mean, already a star. Okay. Um, one of the one of the people I scouted was uh, Jay Cargill. Uh, she was a basketball player. She's married to Brandon Phillips. Yes, yeah. Who has the um, basketball? The, uh, I'm sorry, the softball team. Yep, Texas here in Austin, smoke. Texas, Texas smoke. And I mean, they want all the smoke over there. <laughs> That's uh, what he said. Is Jay Cargill? She she's fifty plus wins and oh. And um, world champion, and I, I take a lot of pride in in finding people and being able to push them and, and mentor them to the level of success that they attain. But one of the things I always say is, if 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 you bear my name, uh, you're going to have to outwork people. You have to be the first one there, the last one to leave, and you're going to have to be able to learn to work with other people in a way that um, I wouldn't give other people that kind of, you know, talk unless it was, they were one of mine, because um, if you bear my name, man, you guys, I'm going to treat you like I treat my kids. (laughs) Hey, I'll never forget it, Mark. We're talking to the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And I remember Mark, you telling me, you were like, Hey, I, I met this girl she is one of the best athletes that I've seen in a very long time, and she will be a champion one day. And then you said, and you know what? I think her husband is a baseball player. You might know who he is. And sure enough, we ended up having Brandon in-house. He knows everything about him. And Brandon came in-house, and we were talking about her, and he kept calling her uh, Miss Dynamite. She is in charge of everything because she's the champion. And – She's part of the baddies. I've yeah. been checking out the baddies. She's Google well. worthy, guys. <laughs> Just so you know, she is Google worthy. Yes. I mean, definitely, definitely Google worthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, no, no doubt. You don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, don't get nobody in trouble. Don't have Miss. Don't have Mister Baddie coming out looking for people as well, because he nah, said he man. wants all the smoke. And Brandon will be there, like. Um, you know, I'm very proud to say that, you know, I talked to Brandon and he was like, man, I'm going to buy a table, um, you know, for me and my people. You know, I'm sure Jade, she may sit at the AEW table. I don't know, but I, I'm going to get one. I was like, man, I appreciate that. And all of you people here in Austin that have supported me and bought these tables and tickets, like, I, I really appreciate this. This is going to a great cause. Uh, I, I was that Olympian that, uh, lived at the Olympic Training Center, made the Olympic team, and struggled financially. And I was blessed to be able to have people that endorsed uh, our team and sponsored our team. And man, without without that, we you know we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So I'm trying to give back to the people that were like me. 
And that's what it's all about. Mark Henry, he's talking about the big lift that will be benefiting the U.S. Weightlifting Foundation that will be going on this Friday night at Hotel Van Zandt downtown. Make sure you go to usweightliftingfoundation.org and backslash the big lift, or you can go to hornfm.com to find out more information about it. And, Mark, there was an announcement that came out yesterday that I got a chance to see. You have some big-name people that are going to be at this event, Mm -hmm. a lot of local Longhorn, former Longhorn players, NFL players, but you've also got an Olympic uh, wrestling champion that is coming in. Talk to the – tell the people who you have coming in for this event this Friday. You know what, man? I'm real proud to say that uh, Charles Austin, Olympic gold medalist uh, in the high jump at the 96 Games, uh, is going to be there. Uh, I mean, the guy jumps 710. So you go to a doorway. Wow. And you look at how high the doorway is and then add 10 inches to that. And he jumped over that with his back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective. Wow. Uh, and and everybody knows the America's sweetheart, uh, Ruline Gardner. Um, nobody gave him a chance. Um, they thought that he was uh, not athletic enough, that he was up in age, and he went to the Olympics and he beat the greatest uh, Greco-Roman wrestler of all time, Alexander Karelin. Uh, I'm I'm man, I'm I'm so excited to be able to say that he's going to be there. And and man, my guy. Nate Boyer is going to be in the building. Yeah. That's my dude, man. And Baker Mayfield, uh, Jimmy Smith, uh, Vernon Davis. And for all you San Francisco 49er fans out there, um, Vernon is going to be here. Unbelievable guy. Wow. Uh, and so many Longhorns from TJ Ford, um, Brian Arakpo, um, Derek Johnson, Michael Griffin, hmm. uh, and we go down to Corey Rod Red. Babers. You said, who's who up there? Rod Babers. <laughs> I don't know. That nobody's going to be uh, buying tickets for that one. Let's be honest. Brother, the Longhorn of all Longhorns, uh, uh, Earl Campbell, man. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. It's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to beat. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Earl Campbell. He, he's been a mentor to me. I talk to Earl when I'm frustrated, mm. and he's always the common force. Hey, man, uh, did, did you get your check? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, drop that pride. Drop that pride. <laughs> I like your Earl impression, too. That's pretty good. Listen, man, he got the commonest voice. Uh of anybody that's around me. So, shout out to Eric Campbell. I love it. I love it. Wow. Well, Mark, uh, anything else Start going to be going it. down? We Oh, wait. We want to talk to you about the Dallas Cowboys. You might as well. So, Come on. Yeah, I know, you've on. Been, I know you've been wanting to talk about this. And Pro Football Focus came out oh, today, and they it. were talking about the biggest weakness on the Dallas Cowboys and coming into this season will be Dak Prescott. I said, hold up, wait a minute. I'm not going to let you put that in it. I believe that <laughs> Dak is going to be better than what he was last year. I think he's going to be more effective. But what says big Mark Henry when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys? You know, uh, I thought that Dallas could have won 10 games with Cooper Rush. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I say that, 
is because Dallas does not have to be flamboyant to win games. You can have a game manager and win games. And, and they proved that when Dak was injured. Uh, the thing that I feel like is a, is a problem is Dak overcomplicates things for himself. And if he can get to the point to where uh, he could just take the down and, and for the down and distance, the Cowboys would be fine offensively. The problem with the Cowboys was not offense. It was defense. They could not. They had the lowest efficiency rating in third down and one, fourth down and one in the East, in their division. So now with the draft pick that they got from Michigan, Mozzie, um, that guy does not go backwards. So that's going to help their efficiency rating when it comes to uh, short runs and um, having the Eagles run yeah. a, a quarterback draw mm-hmm. and, and get first downs. They got five first downs on third and, and, and fourth down. Don't sh- you can't short. do that. Yep. You will not beat the Eagles like that. So now that they fixed that, I feel like with Micah Parsons being healthy, and, man, we got Debo, man. We got Demarion Overshawn. <laughs> hey, and that and Michael Parsons playing more uh, pass rushing uh, specialist is going to open up things for Overshawn too, man. Yeah, that's going to allow him to be able to, to do what he did at Texas, mm-hmm. free, free range, roam, get those backs out of the backfield and tight ends on the crossers. And when they just when they think they got us figured out, that guy can blitz. I mean, he could come from anywhere on the field in a heartbeat and play special teams. The Cowboys yep. pride themselves in special teams. And think about how many block punts and block kicks he, that Overshawn had. So, like, uh, Cowboys did a hell of a job uh, fixing their ills. Hey, one more thing before we let you go, Mark. Uh, are the Lakers going to win the title? They going to win it all? Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Listen, the, the Nuggets have not um, – they have not seen this Laker team. They split with the old Laker team. This is a better team. I feel like they're going to represent the West, and it, it's going to come down to can they shut down Jason Tatum. I've already moved on from this series. Oh, I'm, my I'm on the East. Wow. I'm, okay. on, I'm on the championship series. Whoa. <laughs> what are we talking about? Six? We got, wait, do we get to six games then? No. Wow. <laughs> man, this is this 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 is going to be done in five. Wow. Wow. Okay. There you go. Okay, Mark. Listen, man. I believed you. <laughs> For a little bit. I took my headset off when you talked about uh, Cooper Rush leading them to that much. I had to take my headset off because I was a little disappointed in you. But I'm really no, I'm, go- I'm challenging you on this right here. I'm challenging you. Look, I'm, I want the Lakers to win too, but have we not watched what Denver's been able to do in the attack mode that they have been in? Uh, they have been getting to the rim. And Joker, you can't underestimate who he is. I don't underestimate Joker, not at, not the least little bit, but he is going to be the most tired guy that ever played basketball 
They have Hachimura that could go at him. They have Anthony Davis that'll go at him. Like, just those two are guys that can play the perimeter with him. He plays the perimeter up top game like a point guard, and they do a lot of slashing. You can't do that with the Lakers because when if you try to play that game as the most efficient team in the league at doing it, yeah. the Warriors, when you play the high pick and roll, they always have an answer because they have guys that can defend up mm-hmm. top and down low. LeBron, if, if you wanted LeBron to play off the ball defense, he could do that too. They they just don't that that team does not have enough bigs uh, to battle with the Lakers, and I, I I feel sorry for him because I'm a big fan of Joker, and I would love to see him be able to go to a championship game, but not this year. Ooh. Okay. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Sizzling. <laughs> I like it. I like that, man. I like that. Convince me. I'm taking the Lakers too, Mark. So I'm with you, Mark. I'm taking the Lakers too. I'm Mark, all in on the Lakers. You know Mark. I'm in on them. Hard. You 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 got on me a little bit because of uh, you thought that I was bashing Dak. I no. was not bashing Dak at all. I'm a Dak fan. I just want Dak to be more of a game manager and not mm-hmm. get bored with the I agree. game. I agree. And feel like he has the challenge himself. Don't challenge yourself. Just win the game. Yep. And no, he I'm can in. Do that. I'm he with you on that, Doc. I'm with you. I, I can remind you about him throwing uh, the same <laughs> at Philly because he just felt like I could get it in there. This is the NFL, man. You cannot run the same play and throw the same route at a cornerback in the NFL. Agreed. Just can't do it. The worst guy on the team will beat you the second time. Agreed. Agreed. You got to. You got to be more poised than that. Well, we appreciate you, and we'll definitely be following up on this. Uh, you sitting here thinking the Lakers gonna win it in what five? Five. Oh, it's it's already over. Oh, it's already been spoken for? Yeah, we we already headed to Boston. <laughs> That's my man right there. There he is, the world's like strongest man. Still tickets available, Arch. Yep. Still tickets available. Still tickets available. <laughs> you know I'm riding with you. I'm riding shotgun. You know that. I'm always with you. Come on, man. Come on. Let's go. We appreciate it, Mark. As always, get over and check out my man, Mark Henry. He's got a lot going on, whether it's AEW tomorrow night or the uh, Mark Henry's Big Lift that will be going on this Friday at the Hotel Van Zandt. For more information, go to hornfm.com and get on the page. You'll be able to find it. Mark, as always, bro, I'm, I'm proud of you. Keep pushing, man. Thank you very much, man. I, hey, I'm always trying to help everybody else. That's, that's you know, God put me on this earth to uh, be a service. I appreciate that as always. God there bless he you, is, brother. Mark Henry, folks. Thanks, Mark. He is a uh, he's a legend, and we appreciate when he makes time for us. He's got a great. So that will be at. Uh, give the uh, address again, the web address. Go to hornfm.com, or you can go to the U.S. Uh, weightliftingfoundation.org. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll be giving more details about that, but yeah, Hart said it best. Go to hornfm.com. We come back. Thanks to Mark Henry. We come back. we got the flex on the other side. Uh, there is a rumor out there, and if it is true, it is going to break the internet. <laughs> right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 the Horn. D.D. 
Magadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get a brain to head comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I love the uh, the new sponsor for Off the Record. The Salon for Men. Salon for Men, that's right. Giving out the OU Suck special. Classy. (laughs) I like that, no doubt. All right, love the love. All right, let's get to this Off the Record here while we got a little time. So I got this from um, the New York Post. Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady are friends. They have a friendship, guys. Uh-huh. She has looked to buy a vacation home in his exclusive Bahamian neighborhood. And apparently uh, in her efforts to shop for a new vacation home, um, she got Tom Brady's advice ahead of making a trip to look at property at Baker's Bay Golf and Ocean Club. An exclusive members-only residential community in the Bahamas, we're told. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Um, it said the uh, page six says, Kim and Tom are friendly. She phoned him and asked him for advice on his Baker's Bay. We know she's got that good good because it seems that, you know, all the guys who come into her orbit, they seem to uh, get hooked on this vixen. Mm. Does Tom Brady get uh, hooked on the, uh, the Kim Kardashian um, um, what's the best way to put this in her, um, her web, <laughs> her web of, of lust and, um, basically reality TV show realm. Does she get hooked in this realm? No, no, you don't no, think so? I don't know. A lot of guys have fallen victim to it. Not even close because Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian is not one of his, uh, that's not his type. That's not his style. You don't think so? No. No, I mean, let's go back and look at from what we've seen in his past from his two baby mamas. Let's just use that. I don't know how many other scarlets, starlets he's uh, dated, he's dated but uh, they don't they don't. She doesn't fit the uh, profile. Well, when you're divorced and you're just out there trying to experiment, have a little fun. I don't, I don't think he's going to marry her or have kids with her. I think he but can if find you some are, other ones that that a lot of you could, others haven't. But she seems been to be really fun. a lot of time. Well, I mean, it's Tom Brady. I know, but I I'm watched saying, eighty for Brady, and they was trying to. The, I know, them old saying, ladies was she, trying to give it to him. She's a modern sex symbol, which a lot of people are not. And modern sex symbols at times can be very alluring to mm-hmm. stars and celebrities like Tom Brady. Almost a bucket list item, if you will. Yeah, but I would. I, but I think Tom. You know, you think Tom's too classy for Kim. I think he keeps it moving, man. Okay. I think he keeps it moving. I don't You're, think he, he falls for the. I don't think he falls for it. We're not talking relationship. No, I'm not here. talking about forever. No, 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 no. I'm not Can, talking about any. Not of even that. a friend with the benefits. Nothing. I mean, you Never. know how many friends are lining up for his benefits right now. I know, and so Kim he, could be one of them. No, nah, I don't think that'll be. You don't think, I don't think that'll be the case. I think Tom Brady's like once he went Pete Davidson. It's below. It's too far below me. She did go Pete Davidson recently we can't for go, a while. Yeah, you can't go SNL cast member. You can go <laughs> SNL host. It's as low as you can go to be Tom Brady. That could be. You could be. You could be right you about can't that. Be I I think y'all are y'all are underestimating Kimmy, man. She she nah. puts her mind to something. 
Yeah, nobody ever thought she would be in the White House trying to free prisoners out, out of prison and getting a law degree either. Yeah. But it happened. And nobody thought she would build an empire from a sex tape. And it happened. Just saying, it's a lot of people underestimating Kim Kardashian and what she's capable of. And He's trying to, to stay people. out of the areas that uh, she's gone. She's gone. Dude, there are a lot of dudes who try to stay away from stuff like that. And you know why they don't? Because it is undefeated. All Never right? lost. There are nations that have been that have, <laughs> nations that, that, that have, have been toppled because <laughs> dudes pursuing that. Okay? What are you talking about? Yeah, we know you should be making smart decisions, but it is undefeated. Okay? And it might cause Tom Brady to slip yeah. a little bit. That's uh, all I'm saying because it's caused a lot of men to slip a little bit. Yeah. Well. And if you're going to slip. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say, nah, not today. Not my man Tom Brady. All right. You're going to be surprised. Coming out of TMZ. I'll be like, I told y'all. It's undefeated. What do you mean? Like, Tom Brady, he's classier than that. All the, yeah, so was Bill Clinton. It doesn't matter. Like, it, 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 it's, was he? It's undefeated. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was hey, the White House. Hey, I'll tell you it was this. unbecoming of the office. Well, of there's the, been a lot of that. The office of the president. Hey, I'll tell you, if it that. does happen, there's going to be NDAs on both sides. <laughs> and no true. one will ever know. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's why I think it might have already happened. Y'all just don't know. All right? Because I wouldn't let nobody know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it on the down low. Keep it on the right, down we'll come back. low. We got NBA playoff uh, preview, <laughs> Lakers versus Nuggets, and we'll talk about the NBA lottery tonight. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.